Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the DBT Book Club podcast. Um, I'm Kate, and I'm going to be continuing to read from the Dialectical Behaviour Therapy Skills Workbook from Chapter 6, Basic Emotion Regulation Skills. Uh, We'll be doing Chapter 6 for the next two weeks. Um, I'll be reading, and um, someone new will be reading as well. Um, just little snippets um, over four, uh, four times a week, I think, um, over the next two weeks, you will hear us. Um, feel free to join um, if you would like to also read. <laughs> you can contact me through the Discord, um, and I have updated the Discord link in the description. Um, now uh, I was notified that it was only lasting for a day, so it was expiring pretty quickly. So hopefully I've fixed that and it's a more permanent link um so if you had been having trouble in the past maybe check again now um with the link in the description of the podcast um it should go through to the discord if you haven't already joined in um but today yes uh chapter six I will be reading um up until nearly the very end of page 123 um and We'll keep on uploading those for you uh, during the rest of this week. So, Chapter 6, Basic Emotion Regulation Skills. Your emotions, what are they? To put it simply, emotions are signals within your body that tell you what's happening. When something pleasurable is happening to you, you feel good. When something distressing is happening to you, you feel bad. In many ways, your emotions are like an instant news service that gives you constant updates about what you're doing and what you're experiencing. Your initial reactions to what is happening to you are called primary emotions. These are strong feelings that come on quickly that don't involve having to think about what's happening. For example, if you won a contest, you might instantaneously feel surprised. When someone you care about dies, you quickly feel sad. When someone does something that offends you, you might immediately feel angry. But in addition to experiencing primary emotions, it is also possible to experience secondary emotions. These are emotional reactions to your primary emotions. Or, to put it another way, secondary emotions are feelings about your feelings. Here's a simple example. Eric yelled at his sister because she did something that made him feel angry. His feeling of anger came on very quickly. But a little later, he felt guilty about getting so angry with her. Anger was his primary emotion, and guilt was his secondary emotion. However, it's also possible that you can experience numerous secondary emotions in response to a single primary emotion. Here's a more complicated example. Shauna became anxious when she was asked to make a future presentation at work. As the day drew closer, She became depressed as she thought about how anxious she was getting, and then she started to feel worthless that she couldn't make a simple presentation 
Then, the day after the presentation, she started to feel guilty that she had made such a big deal about it in the first place. You can see how a person's emotions can get very complicated very quickly. Anxiety was Shauna's primary emotion, and depression, worthlessness, and guilt were all her secondary emotions in response to her anxiety. It's possible that your primary emotional reaction to a situation can set off a limitless, change of a limitless chain of reaction to distressing secondary emotions that cause you much more pain than your original emotion does. For this reason, it's important that you try to identify what your original primary emotion is in a distressing situation so that you can learn to cope with that feeling before the avalanche of secondary emotions overwhelms you. This is where emotion regulation skills can be helpful. Emotion regulation skills are an important part of dialectical behaviour therapy because they will help you cope with your distressing primary and secondary feelings in new and healthier ways. These skills are especially useful because without them, people often choose to deal with their primary and secondary emotions in ways that only cause them more suffering. In Shauna's example, it's easy to imagine that she could have chosen to use alcohol or drugs to deal with her feelings of anxiety, cutting or self-mutilation to deal with her feelings of depression, and binge eating to deal with her feelings of guilt. These are all harmful coping strategies that are often used by people with overwhelming emotions. For this reason, it's extremely important that you learn the emotional emotion regulation skills in this workbook so that you can cope with your primary and secondary emotions in healthier ways and avoid the prolonged suffering that often accompanies them. Emotion regulation skills are also important for dealing with another problem called ambivalence. Ambivalence occurs when you have more than one emotional reaction to the same event and each emotion pulls you in a different direction or makes you want to do something different. For example, Tina had grown up without her father in her life. Then one day, when she was 25, her father contacted her and wanted to see her. Tina felt excited about the opportunity of forming a new relationship with him, but she was equally angry with him for abandoning her family. Clearly Tina's emotions were split, and they pulled her in two different directions about what to do. If you've been dealing with overwhelming emotions for a long time, it's easy to understand that you might feel frustrated and hopeless about controlling your emotional reactions. But remember, although it might be difficult to control your primary emotional reaction, there's still hope that you can learn to control your secondary emotional responses, as well as how you choose to cope with your emotions. And it could be that later on, when you start using all the skills in this workbook, especially the mindfulness skills, that you might even gain some control over your primary emotional responses too.
So a little bit of an aside for me, um, I definitely identify with that ambivalence feeling. Um, it feels like most of my emotional responses to things are generally are quite um, split and quite kind of two ways at the same time and I get pulled around. So um, hopefully we will find things moving forward that will help us with um, feelings like that. Um, it is also quite difficult to find your primary emotion. Um, hopefully it will go over that, but I know that sometimes it's quite hard to kind of distinguish what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Um, sometimes your emotional responses feel really out of whack with the situation. Um, and in that case, it might be that it's the secondary emotion that is kind of causing you to feel out of whack. Um, but often it's, it's hard to try to even identify what that primary feeling might even be. Um, I would suggest going back to one of the earlier chapters. Um, I think it might have been chapter three. I can't remember properly. <laughs> um, had a little exercise on describing your emotions. Um, that might be a good exercise to do if you're kind of feeling unsure what that primary emotion might be. Um, it's got a big list there of different negative and positive emotions that you can go through um, or doing the mindfulness of emotions exercise might be helpful in that situation um, if um, you're like me and you struggle to kind of identify what that primary emotion might be or just struggle to identify what emotion you're feeling in general sometimes it just it's hard to tell it's just kind of like oh this feels bad and uncomfortable but I can't really put a name to it <laughs> um, doing some mindfulness of emotion um, mindfulness exercise can help a little with that um, probably um, continuing on how do emotions work Emotions are electrical and chemical signals in your body that alert you to what is happening. These signals often begin with your senses of sight, touch, hearing, smell, and taste. The signals travel to your brain where they are processed in an area called the limbic system, which specializes in observing and processing emotions so that you can respond to emotional situations. The limbic system is also connected to the rest of your brain and body so that it can tell your body what to do in response to an emotional situation. Your emotions are extremely important for many reasons, especially your survival. Here's an example. Louise was walking down Main Street when suddenly a very large and angry dog began barking viciously and running towards her. In that instant, an emotional signal was sent from her eyes and ears to her brain. Her limbic system then processed the information without Louise having to think about what to do. This type of response is called fight or flight, and it determined if Louise was going to stay to fight the dog, run away. 
Wisely, she chose to run away, and she escaped without being harmed. Her emotions helped her survive and avoid any pain. Now, let's suppose that two weeks later, she was once again walking through town when she started to turn down Main Street. Very quickly, she began to feel afraid. This is called a conditioned response. Louise's limbic system was trying to protect her by helping her remember the dangerous dog on Main Street. Sensibly, she chose to walk down a different street to avoid the dog. In this example, Louise's emotions initially helped her escape danger and pain, and later they also helped her avoid potential harm. Here's another example of how emotions work. Sheila was walking through town when she suddenly saw Courtney, a good friend from many years before. Immediately, Sheila felt happy. When Courtney saw Sheila, she smiled right away. Sheila noticed her smile and thought, she must be happy to see me too. So Sheila smiled as well. The two women quickly reconnected and made plans to do something together in the near future. The encounter made both women feel happy that they'd met accidentally after so many years. In this example, the smile was an act of communication for both women. It helped each person recognise how the other person was feeling. If Courtney had frowned and looked the other way when she saw Sheila, Sheila would have recognised the expression as one of disgust and would probably have avoided contact with her. Every person, no matter what their culture, has the ability to express emotions in the same way and to recognise emotional expressions in other people. A smile is a smile, no matter where you were born. These are just two very simple examples, but you can see that emotions serve many purposes. Emotions are signals that help you to do the following. Survive such as the fight-or-flight response, remember people and situations, cope with situations in your daily life, communicate with others, avoid pain, and seek pleasure. Um, so conditioning can be used in lots of other little ways as well. Um, if you haven't heard of like Pavlov's dog, he did that kind of... Um, test on his dog where he rang a bell every time he fed it and noticed that it was uh, salivating um, and eventually he would just ring the bell and the dog would salivate without even getting food so that's kind of like a conditioned response that's like the, the OG <laughs> um, condition conditioning experiment um, but you can kind of train yourself to feel happy um, in particular situations uh, you know, you do it accidentally, like, um, you know, if I sit down and watch my favorite TV show and I feel happy um, every time I think about that show or, um, you know, see any of the characters or anything like that, then, you know, you kind of instantly feel happy. So um, it can happen with smells as well. Um, smell is a really, really strong one to kind of 
um, get you feeling a particular way. Um, if you remember back to those self-soothing kits that we created, I think way back in chapter one, um, yeah, hopefully you will have filled your kit with all those little things that will give you kind of a conditioned emotional response to help you feel nice and um, calm and soothed. So um, that can help us as well. Um, but that is it for today. We will continue um, reading the chapter throughout uh, the next couple of ex episodes. So uh, listen in and uh, we'll see you back or you will listen us back. What's the visual, the hearing equivalent of seeing? We won't see you, but you'll hear us. <laughs> All right. Um, bye guys until next time.